0: Garrett. Tom, how much do you think the guy who wrote the original Batman theme was paid? And was he overpaid? He was not overpaid. I don't know that. And I would guess.
1: Would you say for the Times, like relative to the time? I'm talking let's about say the lyricist. Bucks.
0: I'm saying the lyricist for, I mean, in 1960s oh, okay. money. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: all, all he's doing is,
0: you know, he got the Batman's back to back. He was overpaid then in that case. I think it was the same guy who got the hot pockets. He, he They hired him to do the hot, hot pockets fun. slogan years later. Just say the word Maybe enough times. Yeah, crossfire.
1: I don't He's know. You, if that composer. makes you wonder, like other jingles, how, um how much those are worth. Like McDonald's, ba da ba ba ba, like that. How much is that worth? <laughs> it's worth That's, a lot
0: now. I, I, the McDonald's jingle works my question is like why doesn't it mihi dahan olds right just work work the work the, the company words in. name any in, into it I think that's the that's the winning strategy of any good brand is uh in fact we'll have to call up Daniel to rework our theme that you guys just heard to just be a variation of the uh, title of the show I Rollin', think that's move, the real smart rollin' move rollin'.
1: Move.
0: <laughs> that would be terrible it wouldn't make five and, seconds uh, into the <laughs>
1: End of the episode.
0: Yeah, I think we would lose all the new listeners that we've uh, that are now joining us fresh from uh, from next week. This is a perfect opportunity to introduce the show to new listeners. Um, who who've joined us since the uh, successful Kickstarter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Roll and Move, the internet's podcast that takes a look at some of the really bad board games, very weird board games, even retro board games this week, and we break them down. We see what makes them work, what makes them not work. We take a look at them from a sort of game design perspective, and then uh, we sort of tell them if you should check them out. Most of the games are super accessible now because a lot of them are on Tabletop Simulator, might I add. I am one of your first co-hosts and one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, Thomas Hungerberg and with me here as always is. Garrett Lively, I once cosplayed as the Condiment
2: King.
1: <laughs> That's right. Dude, we gotta post that. Do That's
2: gotta go on the show. Notes that? Right? I do, I do yeah. have that photo. I am the condiment king. You as the calendar man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rave reviews. Let's just say that. Daniel was the riddler, I believe. He, he and uh, he looked good. I, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna drag him into that because
0: <laughs> he looked like his was professionally purchased. Uh, yeah, Daniel looked like the legit, like like a legit. He did it himself, you know. It's a DIY, but his uh, his costume looked legit. I think my costume still looked good too. I had the cape of uh, cal- calendar sort of leaflets,
1: <laughs> but they were
0: all cardboard. They were all like really hard material. You People know, just didn't get me. It, it didn't give under my weight. So when I walked into the theater, I lit. I couldn't sit down in, in the seats. <laughs> I was folding it up it was the most i love costumes that are super unwieldy yeah yeah my my my,
2: my quote unquote utility belt was made of chick-fil-a sauce packets so it was mm-hmm. it was very like uh segmented mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't, Might have didn't, didn't quite a, uh, bend to a full circle so i definitely broke a ketchup packet on my butt but that's all
1: right also what this is uh jeff lee listen I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but I don't think Arnie's Mr. Freeze was that bad. <laughs> that's not
0: bad. That's not a bad take. I mean, that's yeah. The puns th- there. Allison will have your back on that one.
1: I think they knew what they were doing, bringing Arnie in. And I think they got what they <laughs> wanted. So, I, 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 as a, as a kid and as an adult, I, I will appreciate that movie, uh, yeah. especially for the one-liners.
0: I will say this: I think Joel Schumacher gets a lot of he gets a lot of flack as a director. And maybe he should, <laughs> but you get to have fun. You get to have fun when you're watching his movies. And what's wrong with a little bit of fun every now and then, Garrett? Uh, I think the best little trivia tidbit about that
2: movie is that he turned it in ahead of schedule. He, he was like, you know,
1: this <laughs> and that's is gonna, why he's great. <laughs> I, I I
2: don't need any more time on this. Here you go.
1: This is perfect. This is here you go, Warner Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to I want to <laughs> read you. This is a poll about the top. Lines uttered by Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin. Number one is Ice to See You. Okay. Ah, yes. That one's good. Uh, number, and way, falling way behind at number two is Everybody Chill, which is, I guess, <laughs> in the 90s is classic. Know, How is it classic. not what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. The Number three is You're Not Sending Me to the Cooler. <laughs> 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 and then for some reason, number four is I Need to Get More Diamonds. From my hideout. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, I need to get more that's not even a pun at all. They are just lines, just top lines from the movie. They're, they're not all a pun. <laughs> I need to get more. Adam and Evil, evil is Adam next, defense. and then their bones will turn to ice, their blood will freeze in my hands. Those are those are some of the favorite lines of, of That's it's so of good. the crowd it's it's great come on it's great and it makes the movie memorable and you know Mm -hmm. i i get that you know at the time you're like sitting through it as a kid you love it but you know as an adult you might be sitting through it like man this is really cheesy i disagree i think i think it's
0: the young adult that's gonna think it's cheesy sky surfing's cool dude like (laughs) i don't know why i've i've like as i've gone older i've got i've grown so much more forgiving for like bad films yeah like and just been like oh you don't like sky surfing Wrong, screw okay. you yeah. yeah i'm like come on man jordan you know it's fine the His movie's lines. fine <laughs> these lines are great <laughs> it's got the batman credit card anyway if you can't tell folks we're talking about batman today because we're playing a batman game and this is the uh this is one of the og batman games it came out in 1989 i believe so it's, it's a good year is it sort of it seems to be based off of the classic 60s Game and I'm judging that based off of the pal, the zip, and the you know the sort of the, the big OG comics, yeah, yeah, at least. yeah. The definitely the OG comics. I will say the Riddler is certainly ripped as they portray him in the game. He's the most ripped villain there is. Right. Adam, no, Bane. Adam West huge. Batman was the '60s, right? Adam yes. West. So I think
2: I at least I remember as a child the Adam West Batman was definitely syndicated, so you could you could see it, mm-hmm. you know, three o'clock so in, was, in the afternoon and and kind of watch all the. Right. All the adventures of Batman Robin. You know what and, I feel uh, bad for I feel who played
1: who played as Robin in the Adam West Batman. It doesn't matter. Oh. Exactly. That's my point. Don't you feel bad for that guy? No, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Holy underappreciated Batman. <laughs> like that
0: he's you he had the best. You gotta you gotta admit,
1: out. I feel a little bad for that guy. Uh, you know a you, bad. you don't you don't get any any uh any love for playing a supporting actor? No. It sucks.
0: It's not the way it works. You do get a lot of money though, so that's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so the game is either uh, it's it's sort of catered after the older portrayal of them with the classic zips the boosts, the bops and the bams they're all, all around the board i think there's some definitely comic influence as well in there uh right. from the comics uh i think so most of the models are probably ripped, ripped straight from uh the dc the dc editions mm-hmm um and uh garrett what is what is the actual name of this uh of this game we're taking a look it's at? pretty good name oh well, yeah it's a tough one to remember but it's mm-hmm. the
2: batman mm-hmm. uh-huh game oh. oh okay all caps a, on batman th- the
1: batman game yeah Be that's it there's no colon there's no the, colon at the end this is
0: like, the one it. this is the batman game excellent do we know who published this game who made this game uh, we do. Uh old
2: friend of the show, University Games, uh, hey, put this out. Yeah. Nick, are you serious? I am hundred percent serious. University I actually didn't Games. know that. I didn't look up that information. Could have been my right employer. Could have been. we could have had the rights to this. We could Oh my god. We could this have, would have been we could have been working on the expansion right now instead of the the follow up to all rise. The
1: long awaited <laughs> the long awaited expansion with Arnold Schwarzenegger is amazing.
0: <laughs> we could have had him. We could have had him. Oh man, we could yeah. There's so many things. If you listen to the board game uh, podcast last week that we did for a roll and move, uh, we're talking about the uh, the very very close call that we all had of being recruited by u- university games. I'm sure, I'm sure it was in the cards, but you know we just looked at the deck and said no. We, we I prefer no, thank you, sir. I prefer to do things my own way.
2: We're, and, yeah we're uh, men of standards we have yeah. we have artistic uh beliefs and
0: we hold true to mm-hmm. those and we're not re- really will- willing to budge uh that's so. right can't do Sorry, it not UG. for the sake of i know but they put this game out in uh so they've been around for quite a while the uh, university games that oh, they're yeah. putting this thing out in 1989 um but the uh the game is there, there there's actually a little bit of action behind the score here it is uh it does get featured in, uh, how many people play played it? It's got 73 ratings, so sort of a little forgotten gym, if you want to call it a gym. We'll decide if it's one a little bit later in the show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it was designed by Robert Moog. I'm not familiar with anything else this person has done. Oh, no, I, I, the, the Moog, yeah, the, the little
2: synthesizer thing, too. I think you made what? that. What? What? You don't know what a Moog is?
1: No, what the heck is a Moog? I don't know Moog? what a Moog is.
2: It's like a it's like a little uh keyboard with like a synth thing up top. You get to that like everything. a MIDI board? Are you are you M O O G right? Are you yeah, M O O G there's it. no
0: that's gotta be a coincidence? Google dude. it. No, Google it. Robert Moog. Yeah, he made it. Moog Synthesizer. Hang on. Real life Google here. Robert Moog. He's an American engineer and pioneer of electronic music. Thank And you. Does he say... Well, hang on. Does it say board games? Does it say board games? Does not say board games on the... uh, We just have a guy who's named Robert Moog. Okay? Dude. Happens to be the same
2: name. Is he going to put this on his resume? You think he's got the Batman game on his LinkedIn profile?
0: No. (laughs) Oh, he's got... He's done... uh, This Robert Moog has done other games, apparently. He's done 20 20 questions in 1988. He did 30 Second Mysteries Uh, uh, for Kids. A game as recent as 2009... Yo, um, this guy was ready in 2001 for all the uh, the uh, b- uh, patriotism that was happening after uh, terrorist attacks. He, he made a game called America's Spirit in 2001, right after. The that Let's see when like it came the, out. That uh, sounds like the electric music pioneer. Yeah, I'm there's. The same I guy. don't see any. I don't see any references to keyboards in any of these games. Keyboards, I, board games. You're, you're like saying the, that the this transition. man is a Renaissance
1: man.
2: Yeah, it's strange thing to Renaissance. He, yeah, he delved off into into.
0: Aha! Games. Aha! 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 Okay, so here's a game that he is credited with creating. I'm not sure if it's accurate. It only has one rating on it. It's a nine, uh, but it's called "Solve the Mystery" and it was published in 2018. Robert Moog Garrett has tragically passed away in 2005. That was a so reprint. That, re- that was a reprint. Know. Was it 2018 reprint? Yeah. Dang it. I'm not sure. I just don't know. I don't know if I can get on board with this. All right. So we eventually have a keyboard musician prodigy, uh, a master here, who's also designing... Board games in his somebody free
1: time. snopes us, please. Somebody check fact check Garrett because no, you don't need to do that. He
0: spiels a lot of fake stuff all the time, so yeah, we'll fact me. check him. I know what I'm asking people to do in the Twitter uh, recall section. It's call you out. That's what I'm asking you to do. He, uh, right.
1: the, uh, the Robert Moog, at least on Board Game Geek, mm-hmm. wh- whether or not he's connected to the Robert Moog <laughs> or is the same it, person. As not, Robert it, okay,
2: we need to get get rid of the hypotheticals. <laughs> Robert Arthur Moog created the the Moog digital device. The Moog Moog, yeah. Moog. The guy who created this game, A. Robert Moog. All right, it's the same guy. Same it's just initials. A. Robert Moog. It yeah. could be any Robert Moog. Arthur
0: Robert Moog. It's. I'm telling you, it's the same guy. You guys okay. aren't trusting if it was, it. If it said THE Robert Moog, then maybe I could get with you. <laughs> yeah, that's how I credit myself on,
1: on most board the games. THE Garrett Lively. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of th- he, so he did a lot of Twenty Questions. He did a couple. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Games, which were really popular in the early '90s. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess that's all that we can really say that this guy did. Um, yeah, was kind of
0: most of film. the games that this guy is also credited with designing are very. They're very heavy on sort of the trivia aspect. Um, yeah, solving mysteries. It's it's a lot of a lot of it's sort of information processing rather than moving around an actual board. And if you look at this board, and we're gonna do that when we sort of pop open the little box here and tell you about it. Uh there's actually a lot of more mechanics that are sort of at play in this one than there are in many of the other designs that he's he's sort of pushed forward in his years of operation. So let's go ahead. It's uh you know the question is not is is this the Robert Moog? It's this it's the
1: question The real is, question is, what? What's, what's <laughs> in the box? What's in the
2: box? Pop this bad boy open. You got to uh, you got the classic color color front cover with the black and white back cover just because of printing limitations back in the eighties. Uh, so that looks,
1: people don't looks, care about what's outside the box. They care about what's poor. in the box. Well, that's right. It's
2: <laughs> got a nice cover. I, I will say it's got, it's got Batman, uh, punching his way out of the box. Uh, and you know, jagged, jagged hole that he's created, uh, with the city skyline as his backdrop, but open it up. You've got yourself a nice bifold board, the classic standard size of uh, any Monopoly sized board, um, but not necessarily Monopoly. Uh, same sort of track that you'd be following. We we do have a we do have a square path, but there's some paths that you can go along in between in the middle, uh, crisscrossing. There's a river, uh, flowing through the the entire city of Gotham, as it were. Uh, and spread throughout, you have various uh, mastermind criminal mastermind hideouts. You've got the Riddler's hideout. You've got You've got Catwoman's Hideout, uh, the Penguin's Hideout, and of course, the Joker's Hideout. Additionally, some areas of interest for the average Gothamite, the Gotham Planetarium. You've got uh, Luxor Oil Terminal. You've got the uh, Amusement Park, um, Wayne Wayne Manor, uh, the Gotham Institute of Technology. And of course, hidden off in a corner is the Batcave uh additionally some some components you'll need here we have six uh various colored batmen um this game keep in mind is for three or more players so it scales infinitely and you have a nice spinner in the center of the board instead of our classic roll and move we will be spinning and moving today the old spinning move (laughs) and uh you have two little decks of cards you have a yellow deck of cards which are going to be basically your objective for the game uh which which criminal mastermind you're going to go hunt down bust in say hey i'm here and then head out and go back to the <laughs> Batcave. <weird>. cave <laughs> and then you also have another deck of cards which is just your power cards it's going to be your utility belts your uh, bat copter the Batboat, boat um you know various gadgets battering and and whatnot that you'll be using on your adventure to help boost your spin power uh help you get across the river help you go through a tunnel
1: that's uh rather spooky and sometimes instant destination cards right like you should. sometimes they will <laughs> just send you
0: freaking
2: worse straight to the planetarium just a little side you know you got to learn about uh i think at this time pluto was still a planet so you had to you got to learn go learn about pluto um and just why couldn't they just make it optional of, to go to those places maybe? no 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 like, it's it's you got to go. You got sometimes hey, it's canon. Batman's duty. To... Batman's duty is he's brilliant. Stay right? Smart. Like, yeah, that's his that's his power. So he's got to keep up with his education. He's got to be, you know, surveilling the city. He can't just he can't just laser focus and go take out the penguin. He's got to he's got to he's got to patrol the whole city. So I think it's very, very thematic. And uh, I have no problems with that whatsoever.
0: God. <laughs> maybe someone's just messing with him. They're showing the back signal like all over town. He's Just he's flashing in, around. Here you go. Come here. he's over in the here. middle of doing something, someone's crank calling him with the uh with the big old light in the sky. Yeah.
1: Um a little bit. <laughs> Mr. Gordon's like really mad at him, so he's <laughs> driving around. He puts it in the back of his truck. <laughs> I'm gonna, I know
0: I know how much that Batmobile just chugs gasoline, yeah. so you are gonna be paying at the pump.
1: Yeah, yeah, but in ninety whatever, eighty nine, gas is super cheap, so <laughs> maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> uh a couple shout outs to to uh, university games, the six Batman uh,
2: figurines were, were actually uh, miniatures. So people, I think, probably could have painted these if they wanted to. Uh, the colors, of course, uh, the classic blue. You got black. You got yellow, which all makes sense. Then you have like red, purple, and white, which may make a little less sense. But you know that's alright. Uh, also in the box, there's a, a a nice well. So the box is like. Hundred percent of the space, or I'd say like ninety-five percent of the space is just dedicated to fitting the board, and there's just a little well where you just throw in uh, these six little figurines. Um, but they had to make this the standard Monopoly size box. You know, I, I think you've kind of pointed this out in the past, Tom. You just got to, you just got to, you got to have it the same size so it all fits together. You can interchange these pieces. You know, it just makes you wonder when they started doing
1: indie own. games with uh, custom box sizes, how mad people were because they didn't fit yeah. nicely under their shelves anymore. They didn't, ex- they didn't right. know what to expect.
0: Had to completely redo your shelf-based system for storing. Do you guys
1: feel like now the standard is more of a square box? Because I feel like I see that more often.
0: Um, I do, actually. For indie games, I sort of see the jo- the big square. Like, I see, I,
1: obviously, a little bit, I see different size of sizes of squares, but I would say generally, I feel like... Yeah, I, I'd
2: say square, too. I, a lot, square. I have a, I'd say, I was looking over at my shelf, the largest percentage of games that kind of stack well are in dominion-shaped boxes, um, and almost, like, exactly
1: sized. Yeah, yeah.
2: Same size, as yeah. I would say like there.
1: betrayal of House in the Hills, like that. Same size, uh, probably mm-hmm. photos and, like, like a good bit of games. And then you have like Pandemic. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. nope, right? Who needs it? Who, Who needs, it? needs it?
0: Indeed. Uh, yeah, I was actually doing a little bit of. So you uh, you told him what the what the board game looks like. I want to talk sort of about the art influence because I know we didn't actually touch on uh, a little bit of Batman history here because I was trying to get my timeline right. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the art here seems to be more family-friendly sort of models for the uh, for the art. That's why we were sort of saying earlier that it was partially influenced by the TV show because at this point Batman was just starting to make the sort of violent turn in comics, uh, wherein things got a little bit a lot more gritty. You know, yeah. uh, we were even joking around because there's a mechanic in the board game that centers around if you uh, you can fight other players. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were talking about how, oh, it's probably the the imposter thing, uh, the where there's multiple Batmans and they have to fight each other. So that was sort of in reference to uh, the Nightfall comic comic story arc that yeah. happened. That was in 93. So that was getting ready to happen. And this board game came out sort of it was right after. Things got pretty dark in Batman with the je- death of Jason Todd. Uh, that was 1988. So on. comics were really just first starting to uh, starting to turn towards the more violent uh, tone that uh, they were really taking in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, but it seems like that this board game sort of has things toned down to make it more accessible to children. Yeah, since the, it's published medium, by University
1: Games, yeah. I want to know. Like, obviously, there's gonna there's always a smaller percentage of people that know. Uh, more about the canon uh, than most people do you feel like as uh, as we've gone on people have started to had have a bigger interest into batman canon or do you feel like um, it was more so back in the day when comics were more prevalent than let's say tv or movie I would say it's definitely increased,
0: mm-hmm. and I and the re, one of the reasons I'm not surprised that this game, board game was published in 1989 is because that's also when the first Batman movie with Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton was also mm-hmm. made. Yeah, was 1989, so I'm sure that there was sur- sort of a reemergence, uh, a sort of a a reinterest in the in the franchise that was happening in this area area era, and as time sort of went on, I think it sort of peaked post nineteen eighty nine started to go down around Batman returns and then and you can look at the box office returns for the Batman movies. I think that eighty nine one is highest and then returns and then forever and then Batman and Robin. It just sort of pittered out and it killed the franchise effectively for around ten years. <laughs> um, so it's sort of it comes in waves. I would imagine We've got to be on some sort of wave where Batman and the other superheroes are going to be put on the back burner for a little while because it's just been so oversaturated. Yeah. But that's, that's yeah. a different conversation. But that's sort of the art style of the game is really – it's it's a little bit more family-friendly. But you're just – you know, joke the uh, Joker is – very, uh, he's a little reminiscent of the sort of Joker that you would see in the Alan, Alan Moore comics. So the art is definitely inspired by sort of the changes that are happening in the comics at that time. Riddler is superfluous, superfluously ripped in, in his portrayal of mm-hmm. this thing. So I don't know. Just a little quick little tidbit about the art that was—it had me pretty curious when we were looking at it. but. Uh, as far as a gameplay perspective goes uh garrett you want to you want to take them down that rabbit hole as far as uh, sure
2: sure 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 so uh so everyone of course the all-important first player rule uh everyone's going to spin the spinner whoever gets the highest number is going to be the first player you're going to pick one of three locations to start off at you can either start at gotham memorial cemetery gotham institute of technology or wayne field So uh, some really important uh, areas in the Gotham City locale. Uh, They're all roughly equidistant from uh, where you're heading to. You're heading to the Batcave, and the reason you're going to the Batcave is to draw a, a destination card, which, as I kind of referenced earlier, is going to tell you to go to a certain baddie's hideout. Um... So once you get that baddies hideout from the Batcave, you're going to, which is on the opposite side of the board, mind you, from uh, those three starting locations, mm-hmm. you're going to head out, and you're going to uh, try and traverse Gotham and find the the baddies hideout. You're going to enter that hideout space, and then you're going to head back to the Batcave, uh, just immediately without without anything else. You're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna arrest them. You're not gonna beat them up. You're not gonna participate in a fight. You're just gonna pop in. Let them know you know, know,
1: Catwoman, it's me. Bye. Let them know
2: know that you know that you know where they are. You better stop. You better stop. And then you head back (laughs) to the Bat Cave. And if you're the first player to reach the Bat Cave, go to the Baddies hideout, get back to the Bat Cave. You are the winner. Um, additionally, every time you land on a Bat Signal space, you get to draw a power card. Um, and those are mostly going to help you move around the board more efficiently. You may get the Batmobile, which debatable. which lets you double your spin. <laughs> uh, you may get the Batboat, which lets you cross the river, which uh, kind of blocks the two most efficient routes to the Batcave. Uh, or you may get the Batcopter, which lets you fly from one side of the board to the other. Uh, however, the debatable aspect, is, as Thomas just referenced, is also you're going to draw these cards that just send you um, to random s- Random spots around the board that you probably do not want to go to.
0: Right. Um, they're for instance, just there to take up your time. Yeah. They have no other purpose other than to be uh, dump zones to just randomly send players. They don't have anything to do with winning the game. Nothing to do with fighting the villains. Do they send to do
1: with you the to? You never
0: go there in in any purpose of the game.
1: Is there one for every location? Because I can see where there's obviously a situation or a scenario where, like. You happen to land on, let's say, the um, Luxor Oral Terminal, which is right next to the Batcave. And you might be heading that way. But it's just such a small chance that, you know, you're, it's in the direction that you're going right. um, that might not might not even be worth it. But, yeah, do, do you know, Garrett, um, you know, uh, all it the It looks like there are... is. Uh, yeah. It looks like there is is, is okay. my answer. Yeah, yeah. But
2: I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. <clears throat> um, but I'll, I'll just give an example. So I started at Waynefield which is the airport in the top middle section of the board. I uh, moved over towards the Gotham amusement park because that leads to the tunnel, which takes you to the bad cave because I had a utility belt, which lets me traverse the tunnel. I got to the spot right in front of the amusement park, drew a card and it sent me to the amusement park. So netted me one space. We'll we'll say that was a positive. Uh, Meanwhile, Tom, I believe you were on your way out of the bad cave Mm -hmm. Um and did you get sent to the planetarium,
0: is that right? Yeah, I, I got sent to the uh to city so I think the, yeah, I think it was the city's planetarium all the way on the other side of the map. I just needed to go eight more spaces yeah. to <sighs> say what's up to Catwoman and then go back home. Uh yeah, that's right so you're were, you're were we'll right you.
2: next to Catwoman. Got sent uh not too far but in the wrong direction to the planetarium. <laughs> um yeah. and and we're just completely completely mm-hmm. hamstrung. Uh after I got out of the amusement park, I was on my way to the tunnel, got sent all the way back to, I believe, uh, I was, was either just to the Wayne Field or the Institute of Technology. I was sent back to one of the starting bases. So uh, I spent my first six rounds uh, basically making no progress whatsoever. I, I came out of it with a utility
1: building. I don't see it. the oil terminal here, um, at least in the cards. I don't know if I'm just missing it. But, yeah, it's strange because that's actually a spot that you can go into and out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's right next to the back cave. So I can see where that one's kind of beneficial um unlike these guys i kind of got a lot more lucky with my opening moves i was able to um i yeah i was heading towards the bat cave i didn't realize the route that i was taking i had to cross the river but i got a um a bat boat early on so it was easy for me to cross and then i got another bat boat uh before i hit the cave and once i hit the cave i had the joker which is as close as you can get, I think. Um, one of the closer ones that you mm-hmm. could land on with a bat boat. So I was able to get to the Bat Cave, get my destination, and head to and find the Joker really quickly. Um, but then it took me a little bit uh, longer to come back because I didn't have any cards to kind of, um, you know, cross a river or go through a tunnel. Now, originally I thought, oh, is it harder uh, or is it easier to get uh, one of the spaces like the Joker or the Catwoman, which are a little bit closer to the Bat Cave, But you have to have... Um, these river cards or these tunnel cards in order to to get there and back. So I think it's somewhat balanced compared to going to the Riddler or uh, the penguins hideouts. Right. Um, but you just have to have, you just have to luck out on get, getting some of those cards. Like I, I got to the Joker. I was trying to come back and use the tunnel, but I didn't realize I needed a, um, I forgot what I needed, a, a utility belt. And then I had to go the long way around. And as I was coming back using the long way, I picked up two utility belts coming back so you know timing is everything in this game obviously when you get the cards it does feel frustrating because you don't feel like you're making you know a lot of decisions that you you don't feel like you're making informed decisions it just feels like you kind of luck into the right scenario or situation um Mm -hmm. and you know that's kind of that's kind of a a a, you know a quintessential theme of rolling moves i think of this era Mm -hmm. Right.
2: right. I, I think they tried to tackle something with Batman. You want to be the master planner. You want to be the, the guy that uh, has has it all figured out before you enter combat. You, you know how it's going to go down. And so they kind of broach it. They're like, all right, you get to pick where you want to start. Uh, you get to pick which route you want to take. But we're just going to send you out to the other side of the board. Or we're, we're going to make you lose a turn. Or um, we're going to make you go check out the planetarium. Because uh, you really need to see what's going on there. Um, and then also they're like, Oh yeah.
1: And, uh, why don't you go catch the Joker while
2: you're at it? Um, (laughs)
1: yeah. Like uh, the thing that bothers me about this game is that like, um, so sometimes you look at games and you think, Oh, this is a game that has a skin, like a Batman skin, or is this a Batman game that has poor mechanics? Like there's sometimes this, um, you're trying to figure out which one it is. In this case, I feel like it's, it's just a, obviously just a roll and move game with a Batman skin. Um, Mm-hmm. Sorry, roll and spin game <laughs> or spin, spin, spin and, and move, move game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like I, my, my problem with this game is that, you like Thomas mentioned earlier, I guess everybody alluded to, you end up going to these people's hideouts and you just have to land on the space and you don't have to do anything. There's no big objective, but you do fight other Batman, which is really strange. Like that's obviously not part of the core Batman canon. Um, there, right. there is a story arc where there's imposters or, or different Batman, but you know, that's that's the exception, not the rule. And in this case, like, you know, you're going around Gotham, uh, you know, and there's five or six Batman trying to go to these people's hideouts. You know where they are. They're not, you know, they're not hidden or anything. And you just get there and come back. It's just really weird. It's like, it's almost like you just want to try to figure out how to use all of your toys, your Batmobiles, your, you know, your boats and your, it's just, that's all you really do. So I think that part of the game was really weird for me. I, I think they could have made it to where the locations maybe were hidden. Um and you had to you had to reveal them. It would have made the game longer, of course, but uh maybe that would have been kind of interesting. They kind of shuffle, maybe, and you still have your own objective. Maybe um you have bring some of the detective. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like a mix of clue with you know the role move genre. Um Mm -hmm. and then again like maybe if you had to like spin and do some sort of um uh do some sort of check to to beat an opponent. That that would have made yeah. it a little bit more interesting. So yeah, just, a, just kind of weird mechanics. I think overall,
0: I I agree. I I think that the mechanics, the biggest part of the mechanics, is that they just do not line, they they don't line up thematically with something mm-hmm. that has is just filled to the brim with theme. Right. There's so many ways. Like the, the big, the most, the biggest thing that jumped out to me is when I heard you talking, Jeff. The fact that they have you fighting other Batman instead of villains is just stupid. Yeah. Like why 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 would you implement a fight mechanic that is directed at other players who are playing as batman as opposed to the villains there's so many decisions where gameplay wise they needed a barrier in front of the player and instead of taking five minutes this is really not hard game design i completely trust the ability of you know our listeners to think okay you need batman to have a face a little bit of conflict in this game <laughs> where are the greatest sources of conflict conflict in the uh, in the franchise right in, in the, in the sure. batman intellectual property mm, yeah anyone with half a brain is going to say the villains i don't understand why I, I don't know the the i to 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 make the choices that this game designer made when coming up with with this game, in order to sort of bring it to life and to bring the elements of gameplay and to figure out the story and the reasons behind them, it it is there. It's inexcusable. It is just a cohesive mess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and nothing, nothing really fits together. There's no reason for Batman to be going from spot to spot automatically but then all of a sudden i can fly to the other side of the board when i'm using one of those chance cards that you force me to draw every two seconds but i can't go over a river unless i have a bat boat or i need a bat helicopter <laughs> yeah. to do it when i want to do it i like There's that you no... can't go
2: through the tunnel without the utility belt That's yeah I, right. I, I hate
1: that i landed there and i was like what, what why can i move through this and gary was like well you need a utility belt and it i was like yeah seems... clearly like Spooky a grab dark. bag,
0: right? Yeah. Like like I need a barrier. It's because you don't have a utility belt. To go through a tunnel? Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> I feel like
0: this guy never read Batman. Like he doesn't know, not just doesn't know Batman, but there's so many inconsistencies with the theme and the knowledge of the franchise, of the Batman franchise, that it that it turns into lapses of logic. I've never seen it this bad before. Yeah. Like even with even with the, and I love to bring up this game to, to talk trash about it, yeah. but the version of Trouble where they took the Tri-Wizard Tournament and it was just Trouble, right? right it was right. just moving mm-hmm. your things across. I don't even think, I think that that version of the game is better than this one. Like that version of taking a franchise and bringing it to life where you're just, just taking it. Just because they pasted it over. and so Yeah, because like, yeah. you actually have mechanics that sort of like, I would take a copy and a paste rather than incohesive elements randomly strewed together that is creating a sense of disarray in which the theme is mixing with the with the mechanics and that it's just this lumpy disgusting un un unmelded together mess i
1: I think something simple that they could have tried was like um instead of having six batmans you could have had Batman plus villains, and then there's a rat race. So everyone's trying to get to these locations and get these things. It's not that mechanically um, deep, but I guess for the era, it probably would have been fine. Um, and you're, and at least you're not confused about why you're playing against your, you know, your opponents. You know, you feel like, oh, we're trying to, I'm trying to get to this place to get the bomb. Uh, so Batman's trying to get there to save it, or other people are trying to get there to plant it, that sort of thing. You know, it, it, that that would have been an easy swap into this game. You might want to repay some elements, but it wouldn't really change the, the gameplay that much. But at least from the theme perspective, it would made a lot more sense, I think.
2: Hmm. I, I I I think marketing this for kids, you probably want to keep everybody Batman. Yeah, everyone
1: wants to, everyone wants to be the hero. Yeah, but yeah. It, or or maybe
2: give them sidekicks like. But there's, Robin, yeah, there's, F Robin, F Batgirl, Robin, there's yeah, there's Robin. There's you can do but, Bat-Dog and, and, But you can yeah, do. I think you're right. You don't want them fighting each other and. In, in, in that scenario, so you'd still have maybe to they just that think problem. that
1: the kids don't care because I mean they they probably don't you know like it, yeah. but then then we would never be critiquing any of these old games. Well,
2: well, on <laughs> that note, as far as kids not caring, there are some things that are. Not necessarily intuitive for kids, like the tunnel, like that yeah, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, yeah. there's like the spot on go to city hall that you have to like exactly land on. There's like the like it, it changes some of the tropes of of the normal roll and move genre. Um, there's not die space purgatory, which we didn't mention. You you, you just need to land uh, or you need to roll that number or greater, and you can go in. You can move into that spot. Um, and then there's some strange things with cards. There's like timing issues. You have to play them before you roll. So sometimes you can waste your power cards. Um, I don't think it's necessarily intuitive for kids. Ha- one, one mechanical thing, like actual mechanical thing of the game that I think they uh, missed out on was with all the, you know, the pals and stuff. They should have the pop in there instead of the spinner. Uh, because yeah. that would have been way more, way greater for the, you know, the, the common, yeah. the, the common, uh, the, you know, the, what, are they, what do you call that? The, uh, onomatopoeias when, uh, you're, you're powing, you're bopping, you're booping. You want to have that sound when you, uh, get that pop going. It, it really ties into the theme instead of the spinner when you're flicking and, uh, you, you get to really control if you go from three to four or, right. uh, one yeah. to eight. Um, a lot
1: easier. So, yeah I think... feel like the combat mechanic was such an afterthought in this game you know like no, uh, yeah, none sure. of us none of us fought each other um in the game we didn't feel like we needed to and on top of that there was only three power spaces in the board compared to, I don't know, like twenty or thirty of yeah. the. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even talk about
2: the power spaces and the rules. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, it which it is an afterthought. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to either. It's it's yeah. just like yeah. there's these yeah. spaces where you can uh, rein in other players and then fight them. Right, um, right. But it's it's not
1: important and it I, doesn't. I wish like because they had teased at it, I wish they would have just gone all in with um, using the onomatopoeias, right? Like instead of the bat symbol, maybe the bat symbol has is one thing, but maybe there's other symbols on the board that do different things. There's only really two and the rest are text so you know it's just kind of weird i think um you know they could have implemented more of that it just seemed like they're trying to yeah grab and I mean, choose from different you know batman eras i think right. I don't know. i'm i'm a little more forgiving of that you know i think
2: when you know from our perspective as manufacturing a game goes you want to you know have two card backs you don't want to expand that to three or four or five card backs it it, it gets more expensive and the game becomes cost prohibitive so um i think you can really focus on stuff some stuff with the rules you know even the pop matic idea was like that's probably more expensive but you can really hone in some of the rules and and kind of like thomas was saying make it a more coherent cohesive game as far as the theme and the, the mechanisms go
1: but i mean even um, like so they have a lose turn text if oh yeah they, if yeah. they had like if you want to write at, yeah, with sure, like a, yeah you with can, like you can a, write thing write instructions like on the oof, board. they have you know <laughs> i see
2: i see two spaces on the board there's one go to city hall and one go to gotham institute of technology all the other spaces are either the pals the bat symbols or lose a turn right. um, so yeah you're right they could have had a little more creativity with that mm-hmm
0: yeah, I, I I just sort of think that the game is a it's a big fat mess. Definitely not one to uh, to sort of recommend from me. But I, from you know, I think there's a it's a better way to do it. It's a better way to do it. So that's sort of the summation, a, a larger uh, a larger amalgamation of sort of how we feel, sort of as a group in our experience playing it. But let's take a look at how other people online have sort of viewed this game and sort of. Uh, are taking in this uh, this this nice little ode to the bat that we uh, found here on Tabletop Sim. Uh, do you guys have any reviews in front of you that maybe we could share to sort of uh, see what other people think of this? I got one from uh, 2014 from Mr. Collection.
2: Uh, classic roll move, well, spin move game, complete with lose turn spaces and spaces where you can only proceed with a specific card that you draw randomly from a deck. As an added bonus, players get to fight over who gets to be the Black Batman. I have owned this since I was eight years old. Uh, it stays in my collection because I am too lazy to trash it.
0: Two out of ten. Oof, oof, not good. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to be the Blue Batman. I've always thought of sort. Yeah, of I think I think blue so. and black are the two
1: quintessential yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. uh, uniforms for for Mister Bats. No. I
1: have a question for you after I I read um <laughs> I read this review. But this review is uh from Nezmaster from Louisville, Kentucky. He gave it a four and all I wrote was I'm such a pack rat. <laughs> he knows <laughs> that he's just keeping weird. it because he can't get rid of it.
2: And then the other only other one I wanted to read is uh from that i think is what it is uh oh my back in the day we owned this we liked anything batman and the glow in the dark was cool but holy crap this design belonged in the 40s and uh-huh. i totally agree with that but i think by the 80s even even yeah even trouble i mean the the kids rolling moves had had better stuff going mm-hmm. for it than
1: holy crap, this game glows in the dark yeah, I think the uh I think the Batman pieces glowed in the dark. Oh, that's cool. Um, what? They put a lot of effort into the pieces, I guess. Yeah. Why
0: would you play why would just it's gotta be the board game too? Because why would the just the pieces? I don't know. Glow back in the day they were just
2: making
1: random stuff glow in the <laughs> dark. Yeah, I don't in. know what
2: what in the game would have glowed in the dark. It, it was
0: on like standard. Do you think it was cardboard the paper? Do you think it was the like the paint that they used on the lines in between uh, the spaces? Simply, I I don't see it. Let's but see. then you can't read. Glow the in the cards. dark is that yeah, glow in the dark is sort of that slightly <laughs> yeah, so there's, greenish, slightly gray sort of hue. The only thing that I see that it can match is. It, match is. it that says
2: there the is times. a there's a play in the dark variant of the game without cards and the glow in the dark outlines on the board for movement. Huh. So there you go.
0: Without can, cards? How do you play without cards?
2: Uh you just play without
1: cards, you know. Just
0: go. Cards are like the biggest part of the game. It's what gives you your utility belt. And your you just move you there and you move back,
1: Tom. I guess that's all yeah. you do. I'll, have
0: to, I'll I'll look for the rules while you're reviewing. So, we'll okay, we'll I'm gonna it. go first.
1: I, well, seeing as how this
0: game glows in the dark, immediate ten out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of ten, baby. That's the way it worked when you're in the. I think I'm pretty sure glowing in the dark was like. Get out of jail free card in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah, here's, here's yeah, the yeah. rules.
2: Here's the rules. Start your pawn at the Gotham Institute of Technology. Stay on the outer section of the game board. Race to the Bat Cave. The first player to enter the Bat Cave is the winner. Do oh, not draw okay. any cards and do not use the shortcuts. No special equipment is needed to cross the river.
1: That's yeah. it. So no mechanics? There's no mechanics. But it's <laughs> there's no shoots or ladders either. Yeah. <laughs> either so stay on the outside, <laughs> please. Stay on the outside. Who who whoever
0: has the highest dice rolls wins.
1: God. You know, sometimes they have game variants that are better than the originals. Um, this is definitely not the case. <laughs> and the original is bad. That is and the so bad, bare bones. So. Holy cow. Okay. I thought that I could give it points for
0: being glow in the dark. I can't even do that. This game is uh this game is a cluster F. This is terrible. Uh all of the all of the themes are working against one another, which is amazing because you're taking a franchise where all the themes are working together and you're essentially breaking them apart, attaching them to mechanics that makes it so that they are totally incohesive. Uh, it is it is not a fun experience to play this game. I have no idea why this is rated so highly on BoardGameGeek. Um, anything above a four is just way too high. I think that the, maybe this nostalgia might be clouding some people's perception of this game. It's effectively Candyland because you have you have the ability to sort of travel to all those cards that you sort of draw. The only thing that makes it even worse than Candyland is it impedes your progress when you do not have the uh the certain utility cards of which there's a, even a finite source in the game. And it, it I, 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 I can't say enough bad things about this game. The fact that you messed up Glow in the Dark! You messed it up. I don't know anything that was made worse by adding Glow in the Dark. Name something that was worse because it became Glow in the Dark other than this game. Camo. I challenge you. Can't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen glow-in-the-dark camera. Here I am! But, like, you know, you you have a toy. You get a toy from McDonald's, and you're like, ooh, fun toy. But if it's glow-in-the-dark... The greatest toy ever, yeah. Yeah, it adds 15 minutes of entertainment value. I've never seen something that has been dumbed down even more by adding that uh, probably toxic ink to it. So, uh, no, I say bad things about this game. I'm going to give this game a... uh,
1: I'm going to give this game a 0. 0.25. Ooh, that was terrible. Yikes. Wow. Um, I'll go next because I know Garrett is a big Batman connoisseur here, so I'll let him have the final say. I, I
0: oh, No well, one ripped the tattoo that's on Garrett's back. No one's even <laughs> mentioned that yet. Oh, yeah. He's got a bad signal on his back. And it's awesome. It's not awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can rate that another time. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'll say... Um, uh, the thing I liked about this game was that the the art and the elements um, they they brought in the classic Batman comic uh, I guess um, illustrations that people know and love you, you know this this same illustration of Joker is the one that you kind of see all the time the gray and bl- uh, gray and blue uh, Batman seems to be kind of the classic version of Batman that people envision when they talk about the OG um, and then you know all the comic book elements of the um, you know. Uh, of of Gotham Memorial Cemetery, Institute of Technology, all the, all the places that you'd go to were, were definitely um, in line. I, I would say with the comics, and they use the traditional yellow and black um, Batman symbol. So that's the only thing that I can say about the game that I liked was was the artwork. Okay. Um, it was true, I would say, to the comics, true to kind of that era. Um, well, I say it's kind of late in the eighties, maybe. Um, the The gameplay itself, like as Thomas mentioned, was trashed. It was uh, really disjointed. Um, it makes no sense to me why you would fight other Batman. I understand from a marking perspective why. Um, it makes no sense to me why you would go to a bad, uh, you know, a bad guy's lair and not do anything and then come back. It's really, you know, what's the point of going in two different directions? You might as well just go in a straight line at that point. Um, you know, and then why have these cards that are supposed to be good for you send you back to places that are detrimental? I mean, there's a very rare instance where it helps you. Um, the utility in the game, uh, things like utility belts bat mobiles and bat boats make it semi-interesting um but still i don't think it's enough to kind of save the mechanics uh, of the game originally you know i agree with you tom i think this game is rated too high on board game geek although i i will say that a four is pretty in line with other games that are roll and move s but me personally for this game having played it didn't love it i'm gonna give it a one
0: yikes Oof. garrett Falls to you. Can you save I them? love
1: this game. It's Batman themed. I've got a Batman tattoo, and this is Batman. So <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing
2: I'm picturing me as a uh, Scar and Mufasa just hanging on the edge of the cliff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So my favorite thing about this game is that it completely validates our decision as a group to go indie, <laughs> to or <laughs> mostly for Jeff to to not uh, pursue a professional relationship with university games um this is the reason that we want to have creative control over the stuff that we right. that we create and that we put out um as you said the artwork's cool but like when you when you kind of just turn it over and you're like all right but the, what does the market want um you lose a lot of what the inner workings of the game that um can can truly bring it to life and you end up with this uh, i like the analogy you said tom this ugly fat blob of mechanics that uh, just doesn't tie together in any way shape or form so mm-hmm. um the only thing i like about this game is how validating it is for us to uh to stick it to the man and uh, not sell out you know uh yep. but, but uh yeah arts you know cool i guess the glow in the dark whatever who cares uh it's got miniatures should have spent that
1: on a pop matic uh, I am. <laughs> you love that Papa I'm just mad they didn't listen to me 20, yeah. 30 years later.
0: Yeah, should have gone with
2: the Papa Matic, man. Nope.
0: Um, yeah,
2: I and I also like the uh, analogy to this in the Harry Potter and the Troy Wizard tournament. Um, I will not quite echo the sentiments that I think a copy and paste is, is generally better. I think at least this guy tried. Um, it He failed, but. You know, it sucks. Uh, I'm going to give it a point two five as well.
0: Wow. Brutalize.
2: Yeah, that brings the R.D.G. average to 0. .5. Ah. Well, half our Yikes. Oh. oh Board Game Geek has this at a 4.7. I
0: know. It's pretty brutal stuff. I'm not sure if the Batman's going to get out of this one alive, you know. We sort of yeah. left him, just like the old TV shows, like strapped to a conveyor belt. Going towards a sawmill blade. Thomas and, and, uh,
2: Thomas and Martha Wayne died for nothing. as all I, I know. So
1: <laughs> Are Thomas or Batman's? <laughs>
0: you know, if, if, if Batman was just going to perform this poorly, I'd just say that, you know, maybe Thomas and Martha Wayne deserve to die. It, yeah. maybe, maybe they don't the have to see their, some, their little I was wondering failure. if this was our
1: worst rated game, uh, but then there's 24. So, And the reason why 24 isn't worse is because Garrett gave it a 0.5. Um, and now he has to live with, the, this is worse than the 24 game.
2: This is worse than the 24
1: game uh, no Ooh. 24 game what didn't work
0: <laughs> and you aren't good at it we only know that because you aren't good no, at it games. yeah if i had been able to play it then maybe maybe we got um
1: i also want it. to say garrett i the one question i was going to ask you when we're talking about theme was um there's obviously multiple variants of the batman costume i wanted to know yeah. if you had uh thomas too this is a question for you um mm-hmm. a, a a ranking or a favorite of your of your costumes over the years
0: uh Nipple batman
1: yes george clooney yes. i think is, number is one. definitely the... number
0: one S-tier. uh i like uh i like sort of the michael keaton i think it's really funny that the neck <laughs> does not separate from the shoulders <laughs> it looks looks like he's got a neck brace on which is pretty funny <laughs> to see him move so i'm gonna go with any costume variant where the he is not able to move
1: his head, the whole yeah, the whole out. cowl is just one piece. Where he has to go. <laughs>
0: it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> that's my vote. Uh, I think that was like that in Batman Begins too. Um, I think that he might. So my favorite uh, Batman action figure growing up was
2: actually Azrael as Batman. Um, so if you look up the Azrael Batman, uh, it's the there's like some red ones I think that's just mostly Azrael but when he's got the blue like Batman cow and like the gold like shoulder pads Ooh, uh, that was I thought he's it was got so like cool. the
0: super gauntlets that fire yeah, uh, yeah, yeah yeah it was awesome uh
2: but and then I also really like the classic like uh gray bodysuit. uh the black with the blue tinge underwear yellow utility belt the classic uh black and gold yellow bat symbol and then like the blue cow blue mask It was always uh was,
0: yeah. it's just a classic It's so good oh yeah Oh uh, man so many to hate to see is a classic just dragged through the mud like yeah this, but, you, you really hate to see it but you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do I, I i'll tell you dear listener what you could do right now if you would like to reach out to us on twitter and fact check garrett is this the same mr moog who designed all these keyboards is he also a prolific maybe not prolific i don't know i don't know if i can use that word after this is he also a uh, an attempted board game designer i'm very curious Definitely. very curious to set the mystery to rest so if you can hit us up at rough draft games you can help us solve
2: this mystery If you have any game recommendations, send them our way. We'll take any rolling moves. We'll take any rolling rights. We'll take any uh, print and plays. Anything we can get our hands on, play over webcam or on Tabletop Simulator in roughly an hour. We'd be happy to take those
1: suggestions. Send us an email at roughdraftgames at gmail.com listen if you missed the ball and you didn't back our board game all rise you can also still come on down and check out our website roughdraftgames.com. hopefully we'll have a way for you to purchase there um later on the we are doing a post campaign uh post campaign post campaign sales so you can always come out late pledge late pledge yeah late pledge sales um you can come on down to the website to check out what's happening there the website also has other episodes of roll and move um our thematic blog post which talk about other games that we love and Um, what to do while you're getting in the mood to play those games. And of course, um, send us an email or, uh, or contact us on that webpage as well. And lastly, but not leastly,
0: we would like to thank those of you who have uh, subscribed, some of our new listeners. We want to welcome you guys here. But if you also want to go ahead and go over to iTunes and uh, do what I just said, subscribe, but also maybe leave us a review. It really helps us. We would be eternally grateful because it allows us to appear a little bit higher on their lists with the algorithm. It helps other people find the show and sort of spreads the word on what we're doing. And it helps bring more people into the Rough Draft Games community and hopefully uh, more people to uh, play All Rise with eventually. I don't know. Maybe our, uh, and maybe they won't hate it as much as we hated this game. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I gotta ask you, Garrett. Does your when you play this, does your tattoo of the bat signal sort of burn a little yeah, bit? It as feels as, like I've like, gotten a sunburn
2: back there, and it's like very focused. And I, I, I imagine it's what really uh, hot. Harry Potter feels in his little lightning bolt, like when scar, scar, Voldemort appears. Whenever yeah. he gets a little
1: pissy, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 gets a little grumpy. Is scar burns? Is that what is that? What you understand of Harry Potter and the in the canon? Ah <laughs> oh, man, I'm just really mad right now. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, yep. whenever whenever a girl says no to him.
0: Yeah. <sighs> nice. like that. yeah. Someone denies him won't go on won't go to the when whatever Cho, her name, she says, sorry Harry, not going to the dance with you, I'm going with Malfoy. Then <laughs> he's just like, Oh yeah, I d I didn't want to go, I had a headache anyways. My oh. scar my scar hurts. <laughs> my scar hurts. What a, what a baby. <laughs> Oh man! They both lost their parents, though. Maybe Good. that's that. Maybe Good. That's they both deserved it after after <laughs> playing the Triwizard Tournament in the Batman game. I
2: I dare say they deserved it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's your fault.